and welcome to We Are Live. No broadcast accent today, huh? Hello, governors. Nope, 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 nope. Live nope. we are. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain what just happened there, Denman? Mr. Oh, I hear sounds all the way in East St. Louis. Now I'm going to freak out. Tell everyone just what just happened. Tell uh, everyone just happened. You were tuned so into your I do, own show I do 50, live on your I laptop. Do, I do 50 things throughout the show, Here throughout the live uh -huh, stream. Yeah, you do. I'm emailing people. Uh -huh. I'm setting up meetings. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm inviting people to watch the show. I'm interacting yes. with folks. That's what's happening. And uh, I forgot to turn my sound off just now, <laughs> and there's a slight delay, so enjoy that. Uh, good morning, everybody. It's Chris Denman and Travis Terrell. We've got the live stream on Facebook rocking. If you're listening on iTunes... What's the future like? That's what I want to know. What is the future hold? Uh, lots to get to today. We have a very exciting show. First off, shout out to uh, Chris Sear of Impolite Company, who just uh, came in, did his show here. He'll be here three, four days a week with Yale Hollander, Sam Lyons. So excited to uh, have our friends here Two at Midcoast Media. Yeah, the, man. My three favorite people. Two. <laughs> Two. Okay. I'll, Which one don't I'll you like? I'll let them guess. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, today's show will be a very fun one. We have uh, Alexis Zotos from uh, Channel 4, Camo V. Familiar, Trav? I am. I had to get my, I almost said another call letter thing. Thank God you did I was didn't. Real, real nervous about it. Uh, Alexis, Alexis Zotos of Fox News. What? Nope. No. Alexis, uh, she's got a lot of very cool things happening. We've uh, talked to her a few times. She's a great follow on Twitter. Yeah, and it has a podcast out and called Meet St. Louis. She's going to be live in studio in the second hour, so we'll be sure to get all of our embarrassing stuff out of the way of the first hour. Like hell. And make sure that uh, she's not subjected to that. She went to uh, USC. Travis? Oh, University of South Carolina. Nope. Not known for their journalism. Well, when she I comes in, I will remind her that she is a Gamecock. Uh, so she's just going to have to correct me several times throughout our interview. She's a Trojan. So Okay, we'll see about that. We'll have Alexis in studio. Very excited to have her in. Big thanks to all of our sponsors like Tech Electronics. Outfitted this studio. Rocking and rolling, baby. Local business keeping us all on track. So big thanks to them and uh, all of our other great sponsors. Today on the show, uh, we're joined uh, with uh, Chris Gardner. He's kind of like the conjoined twin that won't go away. There he is. Hey, bud. Oh, oh. new placement. He took John Beebe's advice. I like Just that. Just for today, we'll see. I'm going to, no, I'm going to side with I'm Beebe probably on this. Veto I like this. this. Travis can't the do the route. Travis can't do the mic thing. Actually, if he did it, if you go under the table, Travis, it looks like it's really long. What if I stand yeah. up? No, it just looks like I don't have a body, but I'm in a chair. Yeah, it. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> it does. It is very, very. Uh, I yeah, I'm going to side with Gardner on this. I'm fine for, with this for today, but yeah. if there is a vote, I like you down uh, towards the bottom, if you know what I mean. Because you're looking at me, oh, too. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like I'm looking down now. I'm like mm. I gotta look straight ahead. Now it looks very weird. Huh, okay. Talking to a stranger. <laughs> uh, if you want to text we put, in. like, a mannequin in that chair yeah. so that I can Ooh, have a like body. like a little avatar. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, so I, just some lower torso. Where would you uh, source your mannequin from? What department store? <sighs> What's the closest? Uh, I believe Urban, um, Urban Outfits with a Z on the end of it. It's Ooh. two blocks north. Why are you... 
You being so ignorant and racist so early in the morning. It's a store. Outfit, you know it's connected it. Connected no, to the you know, pickle shop. No damn well. It's connected no to the pickle shop. Ain't no, see, look at you. See, that's that's ignorant. Remember the pickle shop? That's ignorant. You we blew it, man. You Imagine are, a Traviu with a pickle shop. That well, they closed before they still had a website. We could have saved them. But the fact is, you're like a Utah Jazz fan. Is that right? That's what you sound like this morning. Oh, uh, assaulted, like a assault, assaulted by a professional basketball a player Jazz while I'm just fan. trying to watch a game and enjoy it with my four wives. Listen here. Y'all, y'all going to learn to stop talking to professional athletes like y'all just ain't got no damn sense. Y'all I'm going to learn. I'm gonna, I don't agree with you probably, but I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, Welcome I, to We Are Live. <laughs> It's the show in a nutshell, basically. Yeah, yeah. I agree with I, you, I'm gonna, but I'm not. Yeah, I agree, but not in the way that you want me to. <laughs> that bothers me so much. I mean, stand next to a professional, stand next to a junior college athlete. If you're an average person in your 40s or 50s who hasn't done any sort of combat anything, and you're you're mouthing off to a prime athlete who even if they've never been in a fight, have the tools to dismantle you in mere seconds. Stop running your mouth at people that can kill you, okay? Don't do it on the road either. Somebody's going to kick you in the face. For those who don't know, you like the sound effect? I Russell wasn't. Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, played the Utah Jazz in Utah last night, and a fan suggested that Russell Westbrook that's a tough name for you, too. It is. <laughs> and it's going to be tough. So I'm going to call him Russell. And suggested that he you should... You kind of sound like Gail King there. Oh, Russell. Thank you. Russell. He, Russell. The fan in Utah, and he's had some issues with Utah fans in the past. Last year in the playoffs, he almost got into a physical altercation with a fan who essentially leaned over his seat and had some extra comments for uh, Westbrook as he was leaving the floor of a game, as he, at the end of a game, and... Yesterday, uh, a fan, uh, according to Raymond Felton, his teammates, and other people associated with the Oklahoma City Thunder, the fan suggested that Russell suck his you-know-what. Mm. And, and the black community does not respond well to homosexual or, remarks. Well, they don't respond very well to most, most levels of disrespect, especially to that level. And it really added extra salt to the situation when apparently the woman that was with the man, salt. we do the man, the woman that was with the man who made the comment also reiterated the same thing, which set Russell Westbrook off and Westbrook had to be restrained. He had some very unkind words for the folks. Fact of the matter is, as Chris just pointed to, you really need to shut the hell up when you're at a sporting event and you're that close to an athlete. When I say shut the hell up, obviously cheer, root on your team, do what you have to do. I like but a little going smack to that, talk. Yeah, it's, and there's a difference between Westbrook, another air ball, you suck, bro, to, hey, you need to get on your knees and do your thing. Filate me? Yeah, so I, um, I am pro-kick fan ass. Mm. Whatever that movement is, I'm fully behind it. Gartner, you're a man of the people. You have gone to several sporting events. You have a sharp tongue. Have you ever thought about saying certain things to any player that you despised? Not really. Give no. me the psyche behind that because you closest, have been a, you've well, been in live arenas for a I lot of your career. I yelled at a player before. But what was the thing um, you said? It was. I don't even remember. It wasn't that bad. I'm, it was Brian Grower. Nice. <gasps> okay, you son of. Yeah, a... I was uh, sitting in the Mizzou section, and you yelled at Brian. He's like a god in this city. 
Yeah, I yelled at Brian Growler. Who the hell do you think you are? Did you apologize? Did you write a letter later? Nah, he's a cheese cheap. He was cheap. <laughs> Carter's just gonna have a podcast where we just yell at each other about I, KU basketball. I mean, I basketball. love. I like. I, I like Kelly Thames as a person. But I mean, you know, Growler learned to flop from Kelly Thames. Mm. Kelly Thames looked like he got shot every time he took a charge. What was the worst thing you've ever heard at a live sport? I'll tell you what, my favorite one. one I'll tell you I'm my favorite of. one. It was it involved Ryan Klesko. Ryan Klesko. Baseball Klesko. player, Atlanta Braves. Boy, boy, I'd like to see him in his prime go through a USADA testing pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, uh, let's see. Mm, the era you played in, and then he probably, what did he club? Did he hit 50 ever? If he didn't no. hit 50, he hit 35 to 40 a yeah. few times. He, um, and he should have been topping out at Chris was, Duncan levels. I think he was with the Padres at the time when uh, this occurred. It was at Bush Stadium. I was at, at the ball game with my friend, Mr. Bojangles. Of course. And we were uh, there for batting practice. And uh, a couple fans were just giving Klesko all kinds of shit while stuff was while batting practice was going on right um they yelled some things that weren't too nice but then they also some of them were just dumb right. like there was like a group of them standing together of padres in the outfield and like, oh break up the rock pile and then there was other stuff came and then uh what is this a convent yeah but they had i'm trying to remember the like the more coarse stuff but i really can't remember what it was. Yeah. I just remember it escalated a little. Right. But then, um, when you say escalated, that means security came over. No, it wasn't. Came over. It, it wasn't was just, that bad. Okay. It was like just rudeness it was increased. Juvenile, it just went from juvenile very, to very incredibly juvenile. Yeah. vulgar. Okay. And so, uh, and it wasn't terribly vulgar. Okay. It was just juvenile. Okay. And um, Klesko floats back on a fly ball, gets to the warning track, and catches it. And they said something. Oh, when's the last time you shaved your lumberjack? And uh, Klesko lame. gets ready to throw the ball and then pauses and turns around and looks at the guys and goes, the last time I shaved was when I shaved your mother's ass. <laughs> and we all started <laughs> Everybody, like the Cardinals fans, started laughing at th- <laughs> these guys. Good. And these guys were like shocked for a moment. They were like, oh, okay, yeah. And then everyone was rooting for Ryan Klesko the rest of the game. That's amazing. Yeah, that's well and done, that's Ryan Klesko. Well so he turned Fourth it, wall broke it down. Right. So he turned it on him, but also everyone had fun with it. Okay, that's, that's, that's pretty so amazing. He, he actually made fans that day. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you said you had the oh, worst. I'm embarrassed. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was at a junior college basketball game. Oh, Chris. And uh, was uh, barking at a guy that I had played against, but I had maybe engaged in some underage drinking oh boy <laughs> and was probably with a group of people that i was very confident in our physical abilities Jesus, <laughs> together just like you're checking you know, like, off every bully yeah, check yeah. Right now. i like to, i like saying i've drunk never, i've never been protected a bully. by your other large yeah. white friends oh there were black guys in there too oh okay. god now he had an interracial group of yeah, people he yeah. wanted to bully we oh, were an interracial gang oh god uh but no i for sure like was screaming i was like well you were supposed to go to a bigger college or something about an act score and then uh i felt bad about it ever <laughs> probably felt bad about it about 10 minutes after i said it because the gym was probably like a quarter full too so that makes it more awkward. no I've, so uh, i'd like to apologize the reason why i i even feel like i feel embarrassed for people when they go to those lengths to say certain things after because mm-hmm. i've I've said it one time at a at a baseball game. It was Tina Martinez. I remember it. He you could say anything. You're you're, you're covered. You're but good. I but I but in this situation, I just said Tino, you suck 
That was the only time I've ever jeered a hometown player. And even in that moment, I felt, nah, I probably shouldn't even said that. Right. Like, so I don't understand how people can be that close to, as Chris just described, apex predator athletes <laughs> right. and say some of the things that people say and to do it and then cry foul. And the guy who said those things to Russell Westbrook last night in Utah then goes to the media and puts up this, well, I didn't really say anything. And actually he just overreacted. You know, he's the kind of guy that, oh, well now the camera's on me, the lights are on me, the attention's on me. Right. And now it's, no, I didn't really say those things. I think he misinterpreted what I said. That's where I really have a problem because look, own yeah. it. If you're going to be the guy that yeah. tells a major athlete that, hey, you should suck my whatever, yeah. then you should own it. But for you to then go, well, I didn't really say, blood, athletes hear things all the right. time. They hear things all the time. So for you to just go, I didn't really say anything. I find that very difficult to believe. I'm surprised the person's like, well, it's my freedom of speech. See, like a, a person like me too, <laughs> personally, Ooh. why would I, why would I heckle someone? Right. I've told you guys before. I've never really been in a fight, but I've been hit a few <laughs> You've times. You've been hit a few times. Why would I put myself in that position again? <laughs> I know how the story ends. <laughs> why would I? Like, it's just insane to try it again. <laughs> I just think the best reactions are the people when the athlete, and in this case, like Ryan Kleska, like the shock that, yeah. oh, I'm going to address the dumbass things that you're saying. So, and then the immediate shock that comes over people like, oh, he heard what I said, and now I have to own it. We have a, what do I do? We have a real problem with people not getting punched in the mouth there enough. It is. And we there have a is, real Chris. problem. And you can, you can equate it to... And you said apex predator, so I'm going to take the Ryan Klesko example to mm -hmm. stay on one side and not equate Russell Westbrook to an animal like you did. Nice. So, for example, He's Ryan Klesko, probably 6'5", 260, and may, on have, a good been, day. Yeah. may have been eating uh, a lot his of His normal day was how, protein. let's say, Marcelo Zuna would show up to camp. <laughs> right, exactly. So... People, they deal with that. It's the same damn thing where you pull on a lion's tail and you get upset when you get eaten. Like, that's that's what happens. Like, this is how we, people react. But yeah, it's really, we've had, we have this crafted, plush society where you don't have to like deal with that. It's like that white stuff. woman who jumped into, and she was white. Could have been not white. <laughs> who jumped into the jaguar cage and then shocked that the jaguar, jaguar attacked her. Jaguar, jaguar. Jaguar go jaguar. So I just, it's weird. I don't understand it. Like, if you're going to do it, at least own up. Own up to it. If you're so big and bad, then step up to right. a world-class athlete. But what if you're Challenge? not big and bad and you've already done it? Then what? Better, better, be, able to get, <laughs> better be able to get naked. Because here, why well, I asked that question is because that seems to be, percentage-wise, the more likely scenario that right. we see in these. I think it's the only way. So, it, like, it's, it's can fine we, can we if, advocate if you're big and physical, bad. Can we advocate, be advocates for physical violence? Right. No, I think. That's what I'm asking. Like, and, what, and, what should and happen? I think the solution should be, so I think a team should be able to employ a MMA fighter. Sure. So that way, if Those a fan. Those guys are always looking for extra work. Right. So if a fan is doing, if a fan does do what he did in Utah last night, uh -huh. Russell Westbrook can then go, I call red card. Okay. And so the MMA guy comes out and the fan has to fight the MMA can I, guy. Can I discuss the, the, it'll be similar to a bully beatdown situation. Yes. We won't allow anyone to get their neck broke. Right. Probably going to get a couple bats, AKA leg kicks. Get yes. A couple leg kicks uh, on your thigh that'll be bruised and make you limp for like two weeks. Right. 
So I think that's fair. And then you, it's the limp of shame. You're walking around the office and like, Mark, what happened? Got a little lippy after mm, a couple yeah. drinks at uh, Bush Stadium and uh, <clears throat> Bam Bam came there out. Should be, there should be, weird. in that situation, just to save myself, that's when I might have to go Greek style. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's why yeah, I just take off all re- my clothes uh-huh. and say, fight me. Uh-huh. And see if that person would accept. And, or know that I'm going to go down quick. Right. At least that's my plan. Like, no matter how hard they hit me, I'm going down and I'm just going to stay down. So... I just want to go at them so that I can get in tight so they don't get a full extension, maybe on a punch on me. <laughs> so I just want to get in. And if they touch, like, touch my face, I'm down. That's fair. And then I'm not getting back up. That's the, I would, I, I I'll get, do like a fake eyes rolling back in the head, like, oh, maybe <laughs> arms go stiff. <laughs> like, I, like I've had a concussion or something. <laughs> like, I will, I will act, try and act my way out of it. Ugh. I do realize if I'm that person. I'm probably going to need to get hit at least once, though, to, you know, completely sell it. I, so I, I, I just you cannot. Uh, there has to be consequences, though. There needs to be. I think Resberg talked about that last night during this press conference is that there has to be consequences for fans who cross that line because players can't cross that line. And I think that's why fans feel so comfortable saying some of the things they feel because they know there won't be consequences for them. Like there may be the occasional ejection. But for the most part, that guy is going to be back in Utah to watch their hometown team play in a couple nights. And that's not right. You can't sit up here and just completely go suck my you-know-what. You, and, you... then, and, and then, it, then nothing happens. Like In real society, as you pointed out several times, you get punched in the throat and possibly murdered for stuff like that. What so about... for you to think that you can go to an arena and do it is just so wrong. What about if we take a less violent route and we have comedians that excel with crowd work ready to go so you deploy the uh, player pulls the card comic pops up just starts going in on the person i will go I, you know i'm going to actually because that that can be de- more demoralizing because you're not going to beat a comic in a game of wits right True. you're going to say is that all you got huh bill burr pops up just starts <laughs> going in on you and your homely wife and <laughs> discussing that you probably had to you know maybe sell a, a playstation to get the tickets for tonight mm. i i like that idea too i think i'm gonna and gardner you won't understand this reference i'm gonna be like cersei lannister i choose violence mm. i want that ass beat you're not gonna sit up here with my family in the stands with my child in the stands and you're going to oh, go. Oh, you're going to bring a child into this. Oh, I'm bringing everybody into this. Rest- you but you don't have a kid. Okay, calm down there. Uh, yeah. okay. You're one of them fake tough guys. Like, okay. you can, everyone can tell that. Uh, no, I can. I, I know plenty of them. I will I will throw a chair and run out of a room as fast as anyone. Yeah, about, that's, no, that's no, my strategy. That's all. That's you can't have two of you. You'll, try, yeah. you'll run into each other. <laughs> I will kick you in the knee and run. The gardener, that's my play. No, that's my play. I will hyperextend that knee and run away. Okay, a couple. Best case scenario. A couple of comments to get to from the Facebook feed. Good morning, Walnuts. Chris has his Lane Bryant blazer on today. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Moyer's fancy for (laughs) Is that a woman's suit? (laughs) Oh, man, you got on a woman's suit. Hey, man, come check it. (laughs) Confidence. Met with elegance. <laughs> Those pants don't have any pockets. Uh, it's a live read for our newest sponsor. 
Blaine Bryant. <laughs> I should say as well, and I forgot to. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh-oh, here we go. Good morning, Walnut. Hey, yo, put them up. Put the W's up. Walnut. Hey. That's all. By the way, can we zoom in on that? Look at that. Look uh, at that. It's called a filter. People wow. watching at home. He's flexing into the camera. I love this. And the best part about this, because Gardner mentioned it just a second ago, I did almost hyperextend my knee last night. I played in a full game of basketball, full court against high full school. Court. Oh, boy. Against high school students. High school students. And Travis was three of eight from the field. <laughs> Eight rebounds, seven assists. He kept track, huh? Oh, I sure the hell did. Were well, wait, you the guy holding the ball? What kind of competition ball? was this? Uh, yeah, he said high school students. He didn't say varsity athletes. <clears throat> so and they could be high school students. My... Could be like incoming eighth graders that are 13 and a half. Uh, can we go to camera three? Because it's going to get a yeah, shout wait. out to my boy, Yale Hollander. Okay. Yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> oh, here. no. You yes. beat up on the Jewish kids? I... <laughs> That's not how they... L'chaim. <laughs> You're bragging about your numbers. <laughs> so they were you went in Jewish Joan, high school basketball you went players. In, That's beside the point. They still young. <laughs> that doesn't mean they're they're the, you cho- went in, you they're went the chosen in, people. You went they, in, that has to count for something. Name one NBA player that's Jewish. Name a college, <laughs> Division One college player that's been Jewish in the last, I don't know, 20 years. Sean Green. <laughs> Right fielder for the Dodgers. <laughs> I'm running out of Jewish athletes to name. There's only the one, and it was um, the kid from Maryland who was a highly touted recruit. And that was like 30 years ago. <laughs> 25? Maybe, maybe it was 20 years Israeli ago. Israeli people don't count. <sighs> I want American coddled Jewish person. There was this kid, though. There was this kid. He had to be about 6'4". He was long. He was like Kevin so Durant long. Six, Where'd he go to school? Six, hey, he, so six feet tall. Go ahead. No, he was, he was 6'4", big was kid, skinny. long. And, but he didn't, he didn't have the tools. And I wanted to go, put down the Torah, pick up the Jays. So mm. instead, Travis was mm-hmm. the old man. He kept, you know, he'd pull his pants up hold the ball at the top of the key and start pointing to where all the kids should go. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you can set up a screen. Trying I, to be Coach Trav I did. I did set up some you plays. Were. Yeah, you I, did. There were some plays see, were set hey, up. Here's what it's you're doing. It's the coach in me, man. Here's what you're doing. I'm going to set this screen. You just roll right I off. Set some, and I set some badass screens. Yeah, yesterday. it's Boy. easy to do whenever you outweigh you keep them track of those stats, pounds. too? Oh, screen set, plays yeah. call. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had How to, was your grittiness? Like a 90. Isn't that something? Yeah, it was pretty great. You're not white. I got on the floor. I got hustled. Ball on the floor. 50-50 ball. I got it. <laughs> Billy Fat Pants says, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. We've got another brother playing with 12-year-old white boys. It's going to be a documentary about you soon? Man, mm. next week's uh, good, amazing Great American Race is going to be rough. Um, did you see um, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, Conor McGregor arrested <laughs> at 5 a.m., I mean, uh, what did Connor? Oh, uh, what, oh. what what did Conor McGregor do? I, I so can't imagine someone who threw a a large item into the side of a bus would do something crazy. What did he do? Chris? That's why he's uh, a victim. That's why you tweeted at Garrigus then. Ah! <laughs> that's all it takes. Okay. I'm trying to I'm trying to help my friend out. <laughs> Garrigus, you I tweeted, tweeted Mark. Mark I saw the tweet. Wait Mark. a damn second. Wait a minute. You tweeted at Mark Harrigan <laughs> after the Conor we've, McGregor story. We've reached, you we've, son of a. We've reached, not a bad play, though. We've reached a certain level in Conor's life. <laughs> you got too much money. 
and you can't stay out of trouble, I need Garrigus on retainer. I'd like to <laughs> now, set, can I, set now, that up. Now, I'm going to, and I'm, I may actually side with Connor in this, so I'm assuming. Now, here, now let's play is this Is it like game. a Westbrook situation where a fan got lippy and got in his face when he was around his friends and family in a private setting, and Connor McGregor was like, get the hell out of my face, I'm going to slap this phone, and then the guy did the punk-ass thing and called the cops? Did I kind of sort of sum it up? You may have. So the headlines that people were uh, getting clickbait love from were Conor McGregor arrested for felony theft charge, okay, right? It took a guy's phone, I imagine. At 5 a.m., uh, looks like he was leaving a club, right? and a, uh, a gentleman took a photo of him, and uh, he slapped it out of the guy's hand, stomped on the phone, and then picked it up and walked away with it. The guy uh, called police, and uh, McGregor... Cooperated and made bail. So that's, that's where it? he's at. That's the whole story. Oh, but, for South Beach, that ain't bad. But the headline was Conor McGregor arrested for felony. Uh, I will. That's very light. And 5 a.m., guy's probably coming out of a club with his homies. They had a few cocktails. And the last thing you want, especially as a professional athlete, is have someone with a camera in their face. Sometimes you can ask a guy for a photo. Most of the time, they won't accept it. Whatever, you probably shouldn't be snapping random pictures at the well, same how are you time. Do Conor that? McGregor what if you, if it's not Conor McGregor, like what if it's just dude and you're just taking his photo? True. Like that's not that doesn't play well. No, it does especially not. Especially at five a.m. With that being said, Conor McGregor has to realize that he has put himself in some very difficult stupid. situations, very stupid situations. So he's a look. You're a world class fighter. You make a ton of money. The cameras are always going to be on you. And look, we've talked about his past. This is still relatively new to him. Like, this guy hasn't been He's an Uber star. Less right. than five years ago. Right. So this guy is starting to truly walk into his fame. And so it's, it's an adjustment. But and he has to realize that you're Conor McGregor and you know any little thing you do is going to make headline news. And that's just not smart. He just has to be smarter than that. He does. And he was in uh, South Beach. I was like, man, he's down there. He was celebrating his mom's 60th birthday. So oh, that yeah. kind of even sucks more. Yeah. But. And, that's, and that's one of those, again, those situations where he has to think through. Like, look, you're down there with your family, with your homies. Do you really? Is it really? First of I, all, get, I get the pictures annoying. Don't get me wrong. I think putting a camera in someone's face and taking a picture without their permission is absolutely no, it is. But it's also like out of bounds. Listen, he should be able, if he wants to go and playboy it up and hit clubs till 5 a.m., you're in time. Miami. Right. It's a beautiful place to do that. Come on, man. You got a kid. You got a lot of money, a and lot of people business. are looking for a people reason to sue you, to, yeah. to bring charges against because you. Because now this could now lead to, uh, well, there was emotional damage because right. there, were, there were photos of right. my fluffy dog exactly. that no longer exists. Exactly. And, oh, well. So we'll get that. But, hey, uh, so in this particular case, I'm going to side with Connor McGregor on this one. Can you clip that off, mm -hmm. Gardner? Oh, I'd, like, uh, I'd like that to do. Uh, we do segments on the show. One of those is fair or foul. We'll do that in the second hour. Uh, Gardner, you want to explain this? And we've got uh, 10 bucks to buzz as a wine grill as your prize today. Always uh, email wall at weareliveradio.com. Yeah. I uh, saw a story, a headline from thehill.com. Okay. Oh, Yogi Berra grew up there. He did grow up there. <laughs> Such a Who else, Travis? The community website? Who else? Who else? Michael Gaines. Oh, that happened. Who else grew up in yeah. the hill? What, what Hall of Famers lived on the hill at one? You had Yogi Berra. Yeah. You had Jojo White. You had no. MC Hammer. Nope. I think Emmett Jaleel Smith White. grew up in the hill. Yeah. I'm almost certain uh, Richard Nixon grew up in the mm -hmm. hill. Mm -hmm. I believe Halle You know, Bear we try to learn about your culture. Oh, yeah? 
And you don't even bother to learn about others? I do. How many times have I seen you, The Godfather? And it's one of my favorite movies. So I actually know my Italian-Americans very well. Okay. Hmm. All right. You're welcome. Who else grew up on the hill? Well, not grow up. I said the Hall of Famers that live there. Who were the Hall of Famers that well, lived Jack there? Jack Buck. I didn't realize that. Joe Garagiola. Okay. They're all on the same street. I didn't realize that. I thought, yeah, okay. I didn't realize that. I didn't know There's Jack a, Buck grew up in It's uh, denoted over there on okay. the Okay. I love Jack Buck. One of the nicest kind of men I've ever met in my entire life. Really? My hero. One of my broadcast heroes. The man was awesome. The man was pretty badass. If you've heard Joe, you've heard some of Joe Buck's stories about his dad. Yeah. Like, those stories are awesome about his pops. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that guy's a bigger legend than I thought. I, I love Joe Buck. I'm a big fan. Big fan of the Buck family in general. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, got... I would love for Fox to hire me. Please, Fox Sports, give me a call. Okay, okay, that's all. Give Jason Whitlock a job. Um, I knew there was a Whitlock. Yeah, give Whitlock a damn job. I didn't realize. Sam anything was part to say of the about you know, Clay Travis or anything here too? I don't acknowledge certain people. Be a good uh, before and after puzzle. Mm-hmm. Clay yeah, Travis Terrell. Nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we we'll get that on Wheel of Fortune, possibly. Right, what the hell is this, Fairfile? All right, Fairfile, uh, there is a uh, new app out there, Travis. Okay. New app. An app that finds MAGA-friendly restaurants <laughs> for Trump supporters. <laughs> your Fairfile. To the credit of... Isn't that kind of snowflake behavior? Like, if you're... I mean, it's... Aren't all restaurants MAGA? Or like, are we just? This is somebody obviously. To Jamie Crock's credit, yeah. he said last I yesterday saw on Croc's Twitter. Tweet. He said, "So basically, a list of Cracker Barrels." <laughs> Very funny. Very funny. So okay, so email that in uh, an app for MAGA-friendly restaurants. Yes. Okay. Is that aren't, that aren't finds all, MAGA-friendly restaurants? Aren't for all, and did all you, restaurant? I mean, but did you see the term they use for? It being MAGA friendly for mm-hmm. the app. It's going to basically be White owned. <laughs> their version of <clears throat> the Green Book. Remember, I told you guys two weeks ago that the initial Green Book was, was designed for was an actual oh, yeah, traveler's it's guide. Like a, it's, a, it's a Zagat's. For- exactly. For, for African Americans <laughs> during the 50s and 60s and 70s. Essentially, if you're going to the South, these are the places you can go without being hung. So, what should we call this book? The White Pages. The White Pages? Mm. Who'd you steal that from? I found it on Twitter, Chris. There it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you wouldn't have made it. Think I'm that witty? Come on now. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. It is Snowflake, but it is what it is. It's what it's come to. We'll give you $10 to buzz this Hawaiian grill, and uh, they will serve you uh, no matter your uh, political that's affiliation. That's true, Chris. Buzz this Hawaiian grill, great supporter of ours. We love them, everybody. You need to check them out. It's going to be nice out. Next few days, uh, you can check out their Facebook page. Make sure you know where their location is. Turn your location on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buzz's Hawaiian Grill is where you go for lunch. By the way, or guys, catering or I, I don't else. think I emphasize this enough. Eight assist. Eight assist. I don't. Look at how I distribute. I'll need Look at how I got everyone else involved. Eight assist. And I you will know say. Why? You know why you have eight assist? Why is that? Because you can't get up and down the court. Because mm-hmm. you get the rebound. You Just use your, lobbing the ball. Yeah. Your uh, flabbiness, I guess. Wow. Your what? Girthy flabbiness. That is, not, that is my protective. To box out, to That's... get the rebound. And you're probably one of those guys now that has to just like outlet pass and let everyone else run. Or slowly bring it up into the front court. Pretend you're, oh, it's the coach and me. Oh, boy. Set up the play. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. 
maybe, maybe you got a backdoor cutter and you just pass him the ball he's and really, that's it. He's really snowboarding, but he puts it off as like he's directing yeah. from a certain area. This it's is like, the type of player Coach, I am. I'm Coach, the floor general. Right. Coach Trav, you've uh, stayed on one side of the court for three-fourths of the game. Yeah, man, I'm just sitting up here just making sure everybody else gets involved in the play, and that's what the game is it's about. Kind, it's kind of weird that the, uh, you know, hop of hick and hop Thank has you. no hops. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, good morning to you. And what's up, yo? I voted for Obama. Oh, boy. So at some point, we'll do a, a quality show. Why does show. your face do that? When you I don't. Know. Do that again. Hold on. Do it. What's up, y'all? And I voted for Obama. Mm. Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. But I'm hop, and he's hick. Hick hop. Trev, uh, I'm curious before we get into another segment. Uh, we, have a, we have a cool segment later. This Is it this hour? We're going to do it this hour or next hour? Let's do it now. You want to do it now? It's a cool segment. It's the Traview. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's do the Traview. Do you have the? Do you have an open? Well, yeah. You have to give me a second. Give him a few seconds. In the meantime, let me go ahead and just set the table. What are you gonna? How are you gonna do it? What's the? What's the Traview about today? Today's Traview is about. No, you don't have to do the voice. Captain Marvel. Mm. So Travis, uh, after his basketball escapades last night, third person, not necessary. Decided to make his way on down to the Gallery of Six and check out Marvel's latest. Captain Marvel. Did you really go see it? I did. Can I see a ticket stub? I don't carry around ticket stubs. I feel there's no basketball and a movie in one night. Sorry, man. That's how I roll. You're not that. Oh, I got to be in bed by 8.15 so I can have my 14 hours of sleep. Oh, this coconut milk is too much on my stomach. I've already watched my four episodes of The Office. Time to go to sleep now. Why? I'm going to sit up here and try to call me. Look, I'm sorry. I was out in them streets on a Monday. <laughs> in the mean streets of, uh, what is that, Brentwood? Yeah. <laughs> yes. In a mall right down the way from a cheesecake factory. Fact of the matter is, I was in them streets. Okay, so let's break this down. Yes. How many people were in the theater? About maybe 12, 15 people. Gardner, let's ask him later, see if he says the same thing. Okay. Did you get any popcorn? I did not. I got Soda? myself a Zweckel. Oh, you had a beer. A beer and a cherry limeade icy. <laughs> because the diabetes don't stop. Got it. When you're sitting in the movie theaters. Makes sense. Okay. So I, I went to go check out Captain Marvel, which, of course, is the latest Marvel film that can we sets can we up. play the open oh yeah we oh i, I didn't know you were yeah, ready i was just falling for time yeah. i'm yelling at me it takes 10 seconds okay well then okay you just gotta let me tr- switch over it's time for the tribune it sucks okay that's it that's okay all. thank you <laughs> so it's well worth it i was charged with uh checking out and uh, tribuning captain marvel it sets up of course, the upcoming film next month, which is Avengers Endgame, which is the follow-up to Infinity War, the successful film from a year ago. And it stars Brie Larson, the very beautiful Brie Larson. Last time you saw her was probably in the movie Room, which he was she was nominated for an Academy Award. And she is an up-and-coming actress that's going to absolutely own Hollywood over the next three to five years. She's charming, witty, and just has the Hollywood look. So... I was looking forward to this film because it goes back in time, Chris, 
It actually doesn't take place in present day. It goes back to the early 90s. So There's a really, shot with a blockbuster video there. Yes, indeed. Around. And so she, it's basically kind of like a buddy cop film with her and Samuel L. Jackson, who plays a young Nick Fury, who would, of course, go on to be one of the leaders of How's the, the CGI? CGI. Is he looking young? He looks, you know what? Samuel Jackson in general looks good right now. So they didn't have to go crazy. Um, you learned a little bit about his origin story as well. We kind of don't know too much about Nick Fury throughout the Avengers universe, at least in the MCU. But we learn a little bit more about him in this film. But Brie Larson essentially plays uh, the superhero who is who for, has forgotten her past. She doesn't know how she got her powers. She's not sure how she came to be. And over throughout the film, she learns a little bit more about her memories and learns about who she becomes. A little bit of a plot twist halfway through the movie. You think a person is this and they're not. And that kind of moves the film forward. The first act, I will say, of the movie, first 20 minutes, kind of shaky. Not the best film in the first 20 minutes. It's kind of campy, a little bit cheesy. But it starts to pick up in the second and third acts when she realizes who she is and we find out who the real villain is and things get very Exciting. A lot of action, great CGI, strong storytelling. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why Marvel films, especially of recent, have been so exceptional is the casting. I think they do a great job at casting. Brie Larson is so charming in this movie. She, for the most part, kind, kind of carries it. Uh, but you have Ben Mendelsohn, who plays a traditional baddie in other films lately. You know, he's the guy that's always the bad guy. He was the bad guy in Ready Player One. And he's been a bad guy in a few other films recently. But was he's... he in Iron Man two or three? No, he wasn't in him. You see the actor, you know who he is. He's been. The oh no, baddie. I know. He was in uh, one of the Star Wars movies, maybe. Yes, he was okay. in the, one of the Star Wars films. Yeah. And he is—he's again one of those actors that you just enjoy seeing him on the screen. You got Samuel L. Jackson, of course, and you even got a little Clive Owen action. No, not mm. Clive Owen. That's the other Brit. What's the other weird one? Jude Law, there we go. Had to figure out my Brits. Got them confused. Jude Law's in it. And of course, Jude Law, who cannot love Jude Law? Have you seen those eyes, Gardner? I have. I recall, wasn't he dating or married to Sienna Miller? Yes, he was. I don't know if, I don't think they're together anymore, but no. yes, he definitely, they are not. he bagged that. So Jude Law is about that life. So all in all, it was a very enjoyable film. The end credit scene makes it very worth it, not to give it away, but it's a beautiful setup for the upcoming Endgame film next month. You want to take a look at the official trailer? Yeah, let's check out the official trailer of Captain Marvel. So, Skrulls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree. A race of noble warriors? Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, Superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. 
You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Would you like to know what you really are? I think I had a life here. What aren't you telling me? You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. I'm not gonna fight your war. I'm gonna end it. Aren't you cute? And what's your name, huh? Gary. What's you? I'll be back. A very good film, and Annette Benning's in it as well. Forgot to mention that. She's absolutely great in that. She looks good. Samuel Jackson, that's a fun or a little bit of an origin story for him. Uh, the cat plays a major role to who he actually becomes. So for those who haven't seen it, make sure you go check it out just for the cat alone. I thought that it was one of the better rollouts of the more de the, the debut of a new character of any of the Marvel characters they've had recently. I enjoyed it. I, I, I think right now they can't miss. They're just like, it's, just, it's yeah. a heat check at this point for that studio. Like they just cannot miss. Even like I said, it wasn't, I know it wasn't a like super a plus film, but it was still entertaining kept your attention the entire time. You laughed. You got some intense action sequences. I have to say, Brie Larson, baby girl, holla at me. Let's talk over a few things. See what you can do. Because I respect that ass. I give it four and a half booties. Respect that ass. That's a lot of booties for a, a movie that I'm seeing a lot of um, response. I need to see it myself. 80% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. It's a very good score. Uh, seeing a lot where it's like, hey, great message, love it, love the empowerment, take your your daughters, take Absolutely. take your kids, take whatever. I've seen a lot of just like bleh in the movie side of it. I I you don't, don't I don't so? I don't know what people think that's were, fair? I don't think what, I don't know necessarily what people were looking you for. You can say in this the movie. same like I mean like Ant Man's just like an entertaining morsel, right? Like I, I not, think Marvel what they do very well. You're gonna so I I, I kind of the music in that trailer alone like I know exactly how that movie goes. Oh, the soundtrack's amazing because you got early '90s again setting the movie I believe in '94 '95, and so you get the early '90s soundtrack, which is a lot of fun for the fans. Who, who go see the movie, but I think Marvel does a good job as far as they set the Avengers up to be the super serious movies, mm -hmm. and then the other films not only are just setups, but they have a little bit more levity, a little bit more jokes, more humor, more fun, and I think that balance is why they're so popular. They're not, they don't take themselves too seriously, so I think a lot of people maybe went into this film anticipating it to be very heavy because we're coming off of Infinity War, where, for those who haven't seen it, sorry, spoiler alert, where half of the Marvel Universe is killed. So you need that balance where you bring in a movie like Captain Marvel that's a little bit more empowering, inspirational, mm -hmm. that kind of brings you back to why you watch the movies. She is considered one of the most powerful superheroes in the Marvel Universe. So naturally, she's going to play a big role in the upcoming Endgame film. So mm -hmm. again, there's an end credit scene after the movie for those who have not been to a Marvel film. 
please be smart and stay after the early credits because you're going to be rewarded with a very cool scene that sets up the very highly anticipated end game. Do they so, have one of those um, end credit scenes for Black Panther too? Yes. Oh, yes. I'll get there. You'll one day. Maybe, hopefully. I, I don't you know. You are such a Marvel fanboy. Though. I love to. it. I love really, I love movies that yeah. are fun. I think sometimes we go to theaters and it's just, too well, deep or too serious. Fa- or that a- fairly guy tried to make a fun movie and mm. you just bagged on him. Mm, boy. Oh, boy. <clears throat> They're fun movies. A historically accurate fun movie. Yes, thank you. Wait, what? I, I, so I am a Marvel f- I am a huge Marvel fanboy. And it's because they put out a great product. You like you have to look at their look at their cinema scores. They're always What's A that? plus. That's basically audience scores, uh, aggregate of He just made that up. No, mm-hmm. not at all. But you don't even know what aggregate means. I just learned. Who it cares on my about way the, the scores? I only care what that booty do. Uh, the, and the booty and on is your four scale and a half. It is, it is one solid. to five booties, zero to five booties. Even you gave it four and a half booties. So that at this rate, you will likely see Captain Marvel in 2023. Um, I wanted to point a few things out to you. I saw this tweeted out from a Reddit forum. Okay. Some Easter eggs. Okay, possibly. there were. Some and cool I wanted to get eggs. your reaction to it. Okay. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson in the movie. Is this an Easter egg or not? You can see on the screen here. I think it was an inadvertent tip of the cap. I don't think they purposely did that. Oh, yeah, they did. I think it just worked out That's that amazing. Way. You think so? Of course so? they did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's some Pulp Had Fiction to. things here. And the reason I ask about this one, some, some would say, oh, that's just a normal angle for a driving scene. But right. Look at the suits, though. It's very, yeah. Um, the I passengers both looking forward and you're, Kind of like, oh, okay, maybe that is something. And then there's one other one, though, too. So what do you think about this one? Also a Pulp Fiction one. Right yeah. there. Now that is definitely, definitely a shot for, because in that same scene is Samuel L. Jackson. So he's actually conversing with Samuel L. Jackson while this is taking place. So yes, I would definitely say that was on purpose. And it was a pretty cool moment, too. It's a lot of Easter eggs in this. And again, if you are a 90s baby or 80s baby that, of course, grew up in the 90s, you're going to really love some of the Easter eggs they dropped throughout the movie. It's a it was. And again, I am a Marvel fanboy, mainly because they make good movies. Like, I think the last movie of Marvel that they made that I was just like, I don't know about that one. That's kind of a mess was maybe Iron Man three. But outside of that, from the very first Iron Man, even the first Captain America to the even a couple of Thor movies before Ragnarok, they have all been very solid films. And I don't know what I don't know. What do you guys look for when you go to the movies, generally speaking? Because I go to laugh and say things like, oh, shit, I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, I go to be surprised. I go to be excited. And I think Marvel. I don't want to leave down. I I have trouble with that. If I'm going to go out, I want to enjoy myself. Right. So I'm I'm not going to go like see a star is born. Right. Same here. I just don't feel like. Right. Agreed. Um. I could, I'll do that one at home if I have to. What was it I watched last year? Here's a stupid movie I watched last night. The other Bowling, Bowling Girl. See, you ain't going to the theater. Now, not to say that's a, I haven't seen that movie, so I'm not going to sit up here and trash it, but you're not going to the theater to see that because... What about the other sister? Which one's that? <laughs> Giovanni Rabisi and... Uh... <laughs> Do you watch these movies just so you can be like in the know like Corolla and... 
Like Corolla brings these movies up, no, and you're just not, like, I th- I "Oh, Corolla it. watches this, so I'm gonna check it out." I love how you think everything I do filters through <laughs> Joe Rogan or Adam Corolla. It, like that's Gardner. That's my how favorite. close am I to saying that Chris does that? I'll say sixty-five percent. I listen to Mark Maron all the time too. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now that I stand corrected. To, that brings it up to eighty-five percent. But that would, but that would add Maron to the equation, and you never really get to ah, that point, true. Travis. That's you true. never get, bring I'll, that. I'll up. get around to Maron. I need to look, check his guest list so I can know where Chris is going for the rest of the week. So, first of all, turds. <laughs> I saw the other sister in theaters. Oh, <laughs> I think Chris. it came out whenever. Uh, it was that time period where I was going to the movies no matter what. Yeah. And uh, let's see, the other sister. I'm trying to think of the worst movie I ever saw in the I want to do. I want to do an impression, but I think it's offensive to do it. It was 1999, so yeah, I would have been hitting the movies regularly. Well, this is because the girl is hot, right? Uh, do you know, not know the movie? <laughs> Julianne Lewis and Giovanni Ribisi play mentally, but why did dis- you, why did you mentally sh- disabled but people why did you go to that, that movie? fall in love. Why were you at that movie? Because that's just what we did. We would go there and then walk to Steak and Shake. That Why was, would you choose that move? There had to be other movies playing. That, that was the one was showing on. That was the only yeah. one showing. So because you can only play basketball twelve hours a day for my, you so know, you my horse. My horse is probably tired. Me, Travis, I can only play tennis like five hours a day. Mm-hmm. Who was in this movie? Giovanni Ribisi, uh, Julia, uh, Juliette Lewis. You saw Diane Giovanni Keaton. Ribisi. I remember. I, I don't remember movie in you, theaters as a kid. Yeah. Well, I would have been 14, I guess. Juliette Lewis, I mean, she was riding hot for a while, though. Was Giovanni Ribisi. Yeah. Is a lot of nude, nudity in it? They played mentally disabled people. I'm trying to love. figure out what motivates yeah. a freaking teenager to go see this movie. 29%. You're going to go to Mr. Skin and look up the other yeah. sisters. Wait, you're you're do, telling Travis? me, was there no arcade in Farmington? There's a X-Men game at the front of the Walmart. Jeez. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there is an arcade. There is an arcade. Uh, twenty nine percent from oh. the uh, from the critics, seventy one percent of the audience. Like mm. every terrible movie I've seen is because I was it was a girl. I was with yeah. a girl, and that's what you did. You're like you don't have a because you're not really going for the movie. You're going to to enjoy her company. Yeah, that's it. And so to go to yeah, I don't understand people purposely going to bad movies on their own because they're bored. That's well, silly to me. What did I see as a double feature? Or was that a drive in? So RoboCop and Back to the Beach, I think. Back to the Beach. I was really young, though. But I watched Back to the Beach later in life. And that was really bad, I thought. The worst movie I've seen in theaters. It's got like Annette Funicello and that what? guy. How did you end up I can't remember We've talked name. about that I saw Event Horizon and Congo oh, in a uh, double Ooh, feature back-to-back. What a night. What a day. That's a lot of action. We didn't leave. We just stayed for the that next is, one. Yeah. Those are like seven hours worth of movies right there. That With a combined like 13% on Rotten Tomatoes Ugh. between the two of them. Those are... Congo had some unintentional, hilarious moments. Stupid mess. Mm. Bad man. Amy, ugly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. You know, at Very. the edge of an Event Horizon, Travis, time slows down. And of proving that time travel is possible. Okay. You know what? We Theoretically did the, speaking. We did the Travview. Thank you. I'm glad you put that out. We did the Travview. Things are going quite well. Uh, let's take a break. Let Gardner uh, do his thing. We'll get our guest in here, Alexis Zotos. You know her from Camo V and the Meet St. Louis podcast. We'll chat with her. We'll come back, do some fair foul. The topic today, email in wall at weareliveradio.com. An app that finds MAGA-friendly restaurants for Trump supporters. That's your topic 
Let's rock that out. You can win $10 to Buzz's Hawaiian Grill. Chris Demon and Travis Terrell were live on Facebook. And uh, thanks. If you're downloading, be sure to share with a friend and uh, keep the train moving, everybody. So quick break. We'll be right back.